Welcome to another episode of The Cab Talks Tourism. We're very excited to have one of our own from Discover to Cab right here with us, Monica. Welcome to the show today. Thank you, James. Monica, it has an interesting story, so we really want to talk about you were a student at Georgia State University. I believe you're a marketing yeah, marketing and major. getting a certificate in hospitality. Yeah. And I was teaching my first venue management class fall of last year. And so just kind of tell us a little bit about yourself and you can go into your educational background and what got you interested in in what we're doing right now with the podcast. Yeah, so this is kind of a little different because I'm usually behind the scenes. I'm not usually used to being in front of the camera, but um, yeah, I went to Georgia State for to get my marketing degree. And then in the middle, I think I was probably in my sophomore year, I was like, I'm kind of interested in hospitality, but I don't want to do like a full-on minor or a major. So I looked into getting a certificate and that's when I started doing all these hospitality classes. And I actually wasn't supposed to take your class, but I was supposed to take this other class. I don't know, but I guess um, that kind of fell through because with the timings and stuff. So then I was like, okay, I saw venue management and I looked at the, the description and I was like, this is kind of cool. So I took that class and I liked that it was like hybrid because right. at the time <laughs> um, that kind of made it easier for me. But yeah, so I took venue management and at the time we couldn't see who the teacher was. It was like pending or something. So I went into the first class not knowing like what to expect because you know how you can like go and rate my professor and see all the ratings. Yeah, and I'm not in there yet. I don't think you're in there. Yeah, because no. like after um, I knew who my teacher was going to be, I looked you up on rate my professor and you weren't on there. My sons keep checking to see if I ever made it yet. Really? I haven't made it. <laughs> Um, I mean, I guess that could be a good thing because... Well, you, I think it's really full-time, but yeah. It could be a good thing, too. Yeah. You just like you don't want to read if you have anything bad. I know, because some teachers have something really... Some mean stuff on there, but... Um, yeah, so I took the class, and then towards the end of it, I think I remember you saying... I mean, actually, throughout the course, I remember you always would talk about that, how you're a CEO of a CVB. And I had never heard of a CVB before because mm. I was new to the hospitality industry. Right. And and then at the one of the last classes, you were like, if anyone needs any help with jobs or anything. Yeah, because one of the biggest thing I think we're there for is to help you all find a job or help find your way. Yeah. And that's that was really cool because I think you were one of my only teachers that I had that actually did that, even though I know like like what you said that's what you guys are there for but well i think there's a because i'm an industry guy teaching there's a different yeah. level how, of that importance yeah but i thought it was it was very cool because you said do you know anybody looking for marketing i'm like yeah yeah me yeah yeah <laughs> and and then i remember one of our first emails you were like or i was like i do more of like digital marketing versus like the analytics side and right. i remember you were like we're not really looking for that right now, but just send your um, resume and your portfolio over and I'll figure, we can like see if we can figure out something. And then, so that was all through my GSU email and then I graduated and then I never used my GSU email again. Yeah. And then one day I randomly went on that email and then I saw an email from Dorcas, which is our office manager. Right. And she was like, when can you come in for an interview? And I was like, oh my God, thank goodness I checked that email because 
I would have never looked at it, and if I didn't look at it, I wouldn't be here. There right was now. A, a decent length of time in between. I, it, I assumed was, yeah. you really weren't interested. <laughs> yeah. No, I think it just took me some time. I was like trying to figure out some other stuff with like jobs and after graduating and like post graduating stuff like that. Yeah. But I'm glad I checked that email because I wouldn't have seen Dorcas's email, and then I told her to email me on my personal email. So, and then I came in for the interview, and that's when I saw you for the first time. I don't know if you recognize me. Because, yeah, but you yeah. were very quiet in class. I was, yeah. I know people by how much they talk, and, and, and I, as we all know, I'm not good with names. So it was like, I know people, how much they talk and where they would sit. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then um, for our hybrid classes, the ones online, I would try to speak up. But. Yeah, those were rough because... Well, you know, my very first time teaching was four years ago, and I was live in a master's class, and two weeks later, we shut down for COVID. Oh, okay. So I completely had to learn to switch to online. Online, But that cl your class was very quiet. Yeah, I only remember like two people, one of the person who worked at State Farm. Or the yeah, State, State Farm, Farm Marina, yeah. He, he talked a decent amount in yeah. the uh, pilot the pilot because he was really particular wanting to talk about the pdk's the yeah. convention center site i think that's cool because like you're the perfect person to talk to about that yeah so he had a really good resource for that um but yeah then i got the interview and then as i was driving back from the interview dorcas called me and she was like you got the job and i was like oh my god that's so cool and then yeah well you were perfect because i mean i really needed that digital that we wanted to get into linkedin we wanted to get into tiktok and reels and doing the video footage at the time this podcast it might have been it, i did a tv show at my job in indiana we hosted our own monthly tv show wait so is that on youtube or anywhere i'm gonna have to see if i can find it okay. i used to have a cd of a bunch of them but now okay. where the cd is and that's old how old the show was you how to put it on a CD. Yeah, we were on PBS, so you were 20-some minutes that we could do a show. And I learned nothing was important enough to go over three minutes, which is interesting. Mm -hmm. These podcasts run a lot longer. Yeah. But a, a TV show, three minutes is your max. I learned that. But So I've always wanted to do something back like the TV show. But this is even better because that show was complicated because you had to fill up 30 minutes with all these different people, and we mm -hmm. had to go – live at different places and i built a set in my welcome center that was like a news anchor desk we had green screens we had teleprompters yeah, it everything. was much more complicated than this show is yeah. but this has evolved i mean this is the new thing so uh when we hired you the plan wasn't to do this but i think we were just sitting around talking one day and i said can you do a podcast and you're like yes we can do one i'm yeah. like all right <laughs> let's do it it's so funny because we were at the GACVB conference when you first brought up the topic of a podcast. And I think before I left for Albany, I was talking to Junior and he was the one who was like, do you think James would um, would like to do a podcast? And I was like, I think he would because you're a very good talker. You know how to talk to all types of personalities. And then a few days later, you bring that up. And I was like, that's so crazy. Yeah, I didn't real, I didn't know that part. That yeah. was pretty neat. You all had talked about it before. Yeah, And, and it wasn't like my brainchild. It was just because I, I did the TV and all. Yeah. But, it, but she was immediately, yes, yeah. we can do that. And you had this whole, well, I guess the two of you all, had this whole place set up within a month, I guess. Yeah, it was the TV all took longer. <laughs> 
than I think anything in the entire room to get the correct TV that was yeah. going to work. But I love the you know the wood sound barriers and and the three uh, three cameras and all the, the equipment yeah. and just as I say on the podcast, it, it's her brainchild that made this thing work. Yeah, yeah. it's all junior though with all the equipment, all the wiring. No, you see no. all those wires over there. Um, <laughs> well, we had to bring Junior in too. Yeah. So yeah. he does all the editing, all the editing and all the, the yeah. after yeah. after the shootings done. He does the magic, make it all put together. Yeah. But the cool thing of what you all do is so when you're looking at the digital world, it's not just a podcast. So you're filming the filming recording the. 20 to 40 minute podcast but then you're breaking it up into little sections tell us about that instead of me yeah. doing all the talking <laughs> no like are you talking about like the reels yeah like the short videos so i think one way to get people's attention is because like nowadays people don't have that great of an attention span you know right you have to capture their attention especially on social media within the first like one to three seconds or else they're going to just scroll past your video and look at another thing so on Instagram and YouTube, we post uh, Instagram Reels and YouTube Shorts. And what we try to do, so like when we're filming and I hear you guys talk about something interesting that I think people would be interested in, I write the timestamp down and then I give uh, them all the timestamps and then they go back and make Reels of all those timestamps. Okay, interesting. So that's what you're doing over there. Yeah, that's, that's what I like writing. <laughs> Like, how is she taking notes on? So. Yeah, because it's easier than to just like go back and have to listen to the whole episode again and see like it's for me it's more better to be in the present and be like oh this is going to be exciting for people to first see. As, okay, like, let's switch video. back to GSU now. So you, you took the venue management classes, which is how you found us, how yeah. I found you. Did you do podcast or classes at GSU? I mean, where did you learn to do all um, this? I don't know if they have podcast classes at GSU. That would be cool, though. But everything I learned podcast-wise was from Junior because beforehand, I didn't really listen to podcasts. He's more of like an avid podcast listener. Well, Junior, so, yeah, you get on the show. <laughs> Did you take classes at GSU or where'd you go to school? Uh, no, it's all self-taught. Yeah. Self-taught. Yeah. Well, see, that many times is the best. Yeah, yeah. I learn a lot. Still yeah. learn it. Every, every time I do any new project, there's always something, something new. We never quit yeah. learning. That's like me, my PhD at oh, 59. Yeah. So, yeah. And like the digital aspect of yeah. it, I, I think I started... When I was like 18 or 19, I was on a dance team and I took over their social media. I remember that. And I wasn't the best at it because I was just starting out. But that's kind of how I started my uh, social media journey. And then I I was working as like a server at this Thai restaurant a few years later. And I just randomly applied for this job on, I think, ZipRecruiter. It was to be this YouTuber's assistant. And then I got the job to be his assistant. So then I quit my job at the Thai restaurant and I started working for this YouTuber. And that's when I kind of started learning about like YouTube and all that stuff and like the editing process, the planning process, cause that has so much to do with it. And then, yeah. And then a lot of the stuff, like, as he said, you are continuously learning. A lot of the stuff that I have recently learned is cause of junior, cause that's his field of work. So everything that I've learned is just like, continuously been going on and i don't think it's ever going to stop you know 
So since we're actually doing kind of a twofold thing, you're going to be uh, a podcast on our show. Mm-hmm. But then also this is going to be the closing segment of my online venue management class. Anything special you want to tell the students now from your experiences at Georgia State or moving on? Um, so I think what I really like about Georgia State is how it's in the city. I'm like a really a real city person. I don't think I could ever go to a college or could have ever gone to a college that was in the suburbs. Um, and I really like how the campus is evolving to now feel more like a traditional college campus. It might not be all the way there yet, but you know, like the place where there's like a green area and you can just like walk through. Mm-hmm. And I think some of my greatest memories were probably just like freshman year and getting that first feel of freedom from living with my parents to like moving to Atlanta and having my own place with my friends and just getting to experience that individuality. There's another word I'm looking for, but yeah, just independence, independence. Yeah. Getting to feel what real independence feels like, even though I was only like an hour away from my parents, but still it made a whole lot of difference. But what do you think when you go back to the campus? Because I know you usually teach at the, the yeah, I'm usually at campus? the Buckhead campus, which is a whole different world. I mean, it's, I've never been there before. Oh, it's 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 unbelievable. I mean, the parking's right there. The all the rooms are right there. Very high tech. Yeah, it's totally set up differently to when you go downtown. All of a sudden, downtown you are in the big city. Yeah. And um, Outerlay, when where we were, Outerlay Hall. Um, Outerhall. Outerhall. Never did could say it correctly. So it was a totally different world than yeah. than the Buckhead campus. So it is interesting how they have their downtown, one world, their their Robinson School of Business, Buckhead campus, a totally different feel for master's degrees. Yeah. Um, I really don't have a lot to compare. I was in the one undergrad building and then the one master's building. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you compare it to like the Clemson building, it Clemson is probably more like the undergrad yeah. concept at GSU. Because they're more of like a college campus. Oh, right? Clemson like is all, yeah, it's yeah. huge campus with not that many students in all reality. It, I think there's really? 30,000 students, but this, but the campus seems like it's for an 80,000. Oh, yeah. yeah it's huge. Where Georgia State, all downtown, I mean, it's like the capital's part of the, st- part of the, the campus. The campus is kind of funny. Yeah. <laughs> um, that's crazy how they only have like 30,000 kids. I think it's only 30,000. It. Whatever the number is, it's about half the size of what the size of the campus seems to be. Because mm-hmm. I think Georgia State has around the same number of kids and then or students, and then the campus is just so much smaller. Yeah, well, you got with Georgia with uh, Clemson, I mean, they just got so much sports. Of course, yeah. Georgia State now with the base with the football stadium, yeah. getting ready to build, I think a baseball stadium. Really, I believe so. Uh, okay. We did a video shoot for this online class venue for the venue management class and we were shooting the football stadium and i believe they were telling us that they're going to be putting a baseball stadium near that and quite a few other things so there's a lot of expansion still going on with georgia there is i don't think they're going to stop anytime soon and i hope they don't because that's pretty cool to see what it's going to eventually look like but i mean the hospitality school is great i'd like to see us get bigger Mm -hmm. and expand but the hospitality school was a great master's degree um, undergrad seems to be really good with you all because there was yeah. about half the class you were in was well about a fourth of the class was probably hospitality they were all like sports management i think sports management yeah. film 
film, a couple of films. Uh, and then a couple hospitality, and then a couple of them were like you were doing dual brand, dual branded, I guess. Yeah. Concepts using hotel terms. And I think there was like one nursing. Right. Yeah, I didn't understand that one. Yeah, me neither. <laughs> that was cool though. How she was, or he, she or he was interested in hospitality. Well, my event class uh, for masters is always half or less actual the global hospitality, and then half or more is MBAs. Really? Yeah, so it's always interesting. I, like if there's eight, I'm going to have 16 or 20 because there's going to be more MBAs or equal to the class. So I always know I'm going to have almost double or more class. Like this time, I think I've got double the size of the typical cohort wow. program. I start Thursday. Fun. Oh, my God. This Thursday? This Thursday. Well, not Good ready. Then. First time in my four years of teaching that I'm still building one day. Oh, my God. Normally, I would have had it done. Yeah. But back to you. So uh, so we love having you here doing digital. You've Thank created you. our LinkedIn page now. Well, we had a page, but it was just sitting. Mm-hmm. So you've got stuff on it. Yeah. You've created a uh, TikTok page that we did not have. I've wanted that done for a couple of years. You've got that yeah. running. We have Reels now. Um, you've expanded this uh podcast is on youtube and instagram uh yeah like the reels and stuff but um the actual episodes are on youtube spotify apple music and like a bunch of other directories that you can listen to podcasts on and it's the only place that you can see the video right now is on youtube but we're working or i'm working on um getting it up on spotify that's taking a little bit longer but eventually we're going to be on Spotify with video as well. Then you can find it also from our main website. Yes, and our main website. Yeah. Yeah. So any fun story you want to talk about to close us out? Um, so this job is, like, I honestly didn't know what to expect when I was first hired. And I've been doing, like, a lot of stuff that I probably wouldn't have gotten to do because... So for Instagram, when I create the reels, I try to find like fun activities around DeKalb that no one really knows about. Like the other week we went to an alpaca and llama farm. Saw that. Yeah. And then they had llama yoga. So that was kind of cool. There was just like a yoga instructor teaching us. It was like really simple yoga stretches. And there were just like llamas that are coming in and out and just like sitting wherever they want. Wow. And or just like standing. And then that was really cool because it was just in someone's backyard. And if you just look at the house, the front of the house, you would have never known that there's llamas and alpacas in their backyard. And they had like bunnies and like, not eggs, um, chickens, stuff like that too. And I think that's like, I'm really grateful for this job, especially it being my first job out of college, um, because it's everything that I kind of focused on in college like marketing and hospitality and I kind of have like creative reign on what I want to post on Instagram and who I want to call for to be a guest on these podcasts I know because I get it I get the calendar invite and I'm like who is this this? (laughs) and then I have to like tell you this is this person but and I've met like a lot of cool people that I would have probably never met like John Zoller from the exhibition hub and just like going to different experiences around DeKalb, because I'm not from DeKalb. Originally, I'm from Johns Creek. Okay. And, you know, I was like so used to like all the stuff in Duluth and like Johns Creek and that area. So coming over here and learning more about like all the different cities 
um, getting to experience Beaufort Highway a little bit more. That's kind of cool because I love Asian food, and they have like a bunch of really good Asian foods on on Beaufort Highway. So until we start cranking up the new Beaufort Highway International that, Food Guide, and, yeah, and well, that's gonna be fun. But yeah, I, I just I couldn't have asked for a better job, especially first fresh out of college and. I'm glad that you guys gave me the opportunity to come here. I'm really grateful. Well, I'm glad we had you in the class. One of the things I try to harp on, and I, it, I don't think they usually do it, is the networking aspect. Mm -hmm. Taking advantage of every opportunity that's given to you. I know in master's, there's a lot of opportunities. Undergrad, I don't know. But yeah. Anything you want to talk about in that area? Yeah, because with undergrad, at least with my experience, you have to, there are a lot of opportunities presented but it's like presented to everyone. So you have to, if you really want it, you have to like jump on it. Cause there's going to be so many other people who are probably going to go for that same opportunity. But then you can also create opportunities for yourself. Like how I reached out to you mm -hmm. and just like talking to not only our teachers, but the advisors there too, or just like friends of like friends of friends. Cause you never know, especially being in Atlanta, there's so many opportunities for a lot of different types of fields like not only in like the like the film industry or like the creatives industry but in like nursing and like the hospitality industry all like different types like the teaching industry there's honestly you never know who you're going to come across and like what opportunities they might know of that could really help you so it's just about being open to the fact of stepping out of your comfort zone because when i emailed you i was kind of I was like, should I email him? Like, I don't know if I should, but I'm glad I did. Oh yeah. So I guess like don't second guess yourself on trying to do what's best for you and your future. And like the worst answer you could get is no, but you know, at least you tried. Cause sometimes those could turn into like no's, but like down the line they could be like, oh, I remember this person asked me if I knew anything about this and now I do. So let me go contact them again. So it's just putting yourself out there and not being afraid of challenges, I guess, because, yeah, that, that's what makes you grow, you know? Well, I think your, your, we'll call it a closing statement, is perfect because it's the last module on the venue management class. We tie it into the GSU part, mm -hmm. and it's really telling them what I preach is to get to know your professor and to reach out yeah so if yeah if you wouldn't have reached out we would have never had this unbelievable podcast <laughs> yeah uh, and i think a lot of people do reach out and try to connect with their teachers but there are a lot of people who don't because they're just like it's okay i'll find a job some other way like but that really does make a difference when you like say good morning to your teacher every day because i think like you would recognize that if someone came up to you oh yeah and just like started like talking to you for like five minutes before or after every class, you would recognize them and be like, if they would ever come to you with help, I think you'd be like, oh yeah. I, like I will say the live is easier, even if uh, even ours hybrid, because mm -hmm. we did have the mixture of the two. Yeah. Because I tell my kids, there two of them are going to Georgia State. Actually, three will be, but two mm -hmm. of them have been online the entire time. Never seen a person yet. But you still have to figure out a way to get to know that professor because, like, one's going to go, two of them are going to go for master's degrees and they really need to be GRAs. So What's they a need GRA? to be a uh, graduate assistant, oh, graduate okay, research okay. assistant. Okay. Especially one of my sons is looking to be PhD. Mm -hmm. So he really needs to be a graduate researcher. Yeah. So he needs to find that professor that fits him and he can fit them 
to move on. And it's hard doing it online. Yes. <laughs> so they have to take that extra steps to, because you could set up Zoom meetings like uh, for this class next year coming up in the fall. Mm -hmm. I have to have every Monday at 10 o'clock have my WebEx running for just chance somebody's going to jump on and want to have a meeting with me. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, they need to take advantage of stuff like that yeah. or set up a special meeting. Again, if you wouldn't have reached out by email, who knows, I mean, where you'd be and who knows where we'd be because we wouldn't have this. Mm -hmm. So they've got to take that chance. That and, initiative. Yeah. And, yeah, the chance. Yeah. Well, we appreciate you coming on. We definitely appreciate you sending out that email of course. and uh, following back up with old email, I guess. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, again, thank you for being on our DeKalb Talks Tourism podcast and closing out my GSU venue management module for how to get a job from class. <laughs> of course. It was great being on this side of the camera. Thank you. And thank you, Junior, for running this show. You've been great as in a third partner of this thing. Thank you. My pleasure.